It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Day one of NBA free agency is now in the books and the thunder were fairly active. They got their most important piece locked up for five more years and re-signed a fan favorite. We're going to recap that, talk about a fascinating Russell Westbrook story that came out in the ESPN Plus article, and recap day one of the NBA's free agency period. Who's going where? What does it mean for Kimba Walker and the Thunder? All that and more is coming up right now on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. And you can email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call in the show, 405-362-7128. Your number to call again, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car ever need, rockauto.com. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder signing Shea Gildas Alexander to a max contract extension, re-signing Mike Muscala, and Kawhi picked Paul George over Russell Westbrook whenever he decided to sign with the Clippers. We're going to recap that and more, including day one of NBA free agency. But we start with, of course, SGA. SGA, last night, 11 o'clock. Signed with the Thunder. Well, agreed to sign with the Thunder. Of course, they cannot actually sign until August 6th, but agreed to sign a five-year, $172 million max rookie contract extension. It kicks in after this year, so you are guaranteed six more years of SGA because there's no opt-out dates. There's no termination dates that are early, earlier than six seasons, so Shea can't opt out, and obviously the team can't either. The team would never want to opt out of Shea, so... Shea can't opt out. He's locked in six more years. There is a 30% escalator clause if Shea makes an All-NBA team, which will get him the uh, in line for the contract that Luke is going to sign. So Luke is going to sign a number that's going to be bigger than this. It's going to be bigger than, than Trey's as well. Luca's number is going to be based on a Supermax concept because of the fact he's made a couple All-NBA teams already. So they're going to give Shea the chance to, to reach that mark as well uh, for this extension. So there's no more trade talk. There's no more manufactured clicks and anything like that. We're all happy. Everyone should be happy today, right? You got your star locked up for six more years. And to the question of when will this team be a playoff team again? Well, you're going to try to maximize the next six years. And the hard part is going to be signing him after these six years. This was the easy part. Sure, still celebrate. Be excited. Be happy. But this was the easy part. Nobody's ever turned this down in the history of the NBA. 
the next phase, when these six years are over, getting this guy to stay here again, that's the challenging part. So all you can do is plan for these six years in regards to putting a team around Shea. You hope it's longer than that. You hope it's his whole career. But all you have tangibly is these six years. How are you going to maximize these six years? Because you would imagine that this year will not be a year in which you're a playoff team and a competitive championship-level team. Your pick is lottery protected. The roster is still very young. You're going to fall within the lottery again. That leaves you five years to maximize SGA. So that's what you're looking at here. For for you, you're going to be basing, you know, for the Thunder, you're going to be basing this entire scheme and entire rebuild on this six-year window. Because the Thunder have been incredibly fortunate. They've had the stars. They've had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. They've had, of course, Paul George. They even traded for Carmelo Anthony. They've had Chris Paul. Like, they've had the stars. But sooner or later, the run of stars is going to stop. Look around the NBA. Franchises aren't this lucky. And you can call it luck or you can call it skill from Sam Presti. But franchises aren't this lucky in regards to getting stars. Eventually, this will stop. So when you're planning ahead and ahead and ahead and you're forgetting what's in front of you, that's a bad deal. You don't want to do that. You want to remember that, hey, eventually, we will not just luck into another Shea. Shea's a superstar. He's here right now. He's an efficient star who can lead this team, who can we can build this team around, who can help us get to that championship-level team. So I get that you always want to keep the future in mind, especially for a small market team. You don't want to limit yourself. But right now, in my opinion, the, the future should be a six-year future. What Sam Presley should be evaluating is six years, not seven, not eight, not nine, not 20, six years. How can we put a team around Shea that can get the job done? Because he's efficient. He's good. In his first ever year as a lead ball handler, he almost shot 50, 40, 90 and put up 25 points a game. Like He, he was incredible. And he's not even in his prime yet. He's 23 years old. He's 23. This is your future. This is your guy. Now, granted, the Bulls had Rose, but he got hurt. So after Rose, who have the Bulls ever had as a historic franchise? Zach Levine? What have they done? Eventually, this stops for everybody, no matter who you are. The Knicks. Who's been their star recently? Eventually, you stop getting these kind of players. It's just, it's just a matter of, of the way the NBA works, the overturn of the roster. And you have one right now for six years. So go make something of it. Go make something that will be lasting. Go make something that will be important. You have a 23-year-old now locked up for six years. He cannot get out of it. Unless, of course, he demands a trade. But other than that, he can't get out of it. If Sam Presti can build this team the right way, with how awesome that Shea plays on and off the court, he can rival Russell Westbrook. Now, for my generation, and for generations older than me, that got to see Russ every single day, rivaling Russ seems like a foreign concept right now. But for the younger generation, 
who maybe got to see the okay three years, and that's it, of, of Russell Westbrook. They're going to look at Shea as a more efficient player, and Shea is going to be the one who forms their formative memories of basketball. They're not going to have those memories of Russ the way that we do. They're going to have memories of Shea, and Shea's going to be the, the it thing. And this will cause a generational divide, which is a good divide to have, by the way, uh, of who's better, Shea or Russ. And, of course, we'll know the answer, but the younger gener- generation won't if Sam Presti can build this thing the right way. So the pressure's on Sam Presti right now. You have your max player. You have your leader. You have your star. You have your go-to guy. Go find, go find the pieces. Go find the pieces. You have all the draft assets in the world. You still have money to spend. You're a great drafter. So the fact that he had a sixth overall pick this year in a really good draft class should give you some optimism about Josh Giddy and what he values Josh Giddy as. You should trust in Sam Presti. I trust Sam Presti, but the pressure's on Presti. Everything's in front of the Thunder right now. I know the lottery did not go the way the Thunder wanted it to go, but the Thunder still have an incredibly bright future. Because they have Shea, and he's locked up for six years, there's no opt-outs, there's no anything. He's here. So go figure out a way to maximize what he can do. Go figure out a way to have his legacy be for the younger generation what Russ's legacy is for us. And you can have the conversation, which I don't know if this fan base would want to have it, but you can have the conversation that it'll actually be easier to build a winning team around Shea. Not only play style-wise, but just you have all the assets in the world. You have all the draft picks. You have a flexible cap sheet. You have everything. Go do it now. And we'll see how long it takes to get it done. But again, they should be planning for only these six years. You cannot plan for that seventh year. We all want the seventh year. I want Shea to retire a member of the Thunder. I want Shea to to be here his entire career. We cannot bank, though, that he will be. We can't bank that he won't either, but we can't bank that he will. We can only bank on and guarantee six years. So when you ask about the timeline, to me, this is your timeline. It's the next six years. How are we going to spend these next six years? How many years are you going to go into this season and tanking and trying to be a lottery team versus how many are you going to go in there expecting to be a championship level team? It'll be a delicate balance. It'll be a fine line to walk. And you know what? While the pressure is on Sam Presti, I still believe in Sam Presti to get it done. So it's exciting news. Again, expected. So yes, it was expected, but... It's still fun. It's still worth being excited about, and it's still a very happy occasion. So congratulations to Shea for getting his money. Congratulations to the Thunder for getting another star and just continuing this long list of players. At this point, it's a novel of players who have come to Oklahoma City and have been a star. Uh, But let's see what happens from here. Now, let's talk about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you could have gone to rockauto.com and find all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com has an amazing selection, reliably low prices for the parts your car will ever need. Listen, I know nothing about cars. I don't know. I don't know a single thing. I can't even change a windshield wiper. But I don't have to know anything about cars because RockAuto.com is a brilliant website. It's so easy to navigate. All I need to know is my make, my model, my year, and I can put that into my database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible. With my vehicle that way, I'm not wasting time, effort, money, and parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. It's that simple. It's that easy. Go to rockauto.com. Find all the parts that your car will ever need. Quick and simple at rockauto.com.
rockauto.com. Whenever you go there right now, tell them that Lockdown sent you. And how did you hear about us, Box? And they'll know what to do from there. So that's rockauto.com. Lockdown sent you. How did you hear about us, Box? They'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car ever need. Rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. You can also go check out thundersintentions.com for all my uh, written work. I, I wrote the Shea extension article at like 9 a.m. yesterday and then just had it ready to go for 11 whenever he could officially agree to it. Uh, but you can go check that out as well over there at thundersintentions.com. Now, the Thunder also made a signing. They re-signed Mike Muscala to a two-year, $7 million deal to keep him in Oklahoma City. Of course, he wanted to be here. You saw him tear up a bit talking about the journey he's been on in his career and how much he values this community in Oklahoma City and values you know, this organization. And I get it. He's not going to be that that marquee player that people you know kind of gravitate to. Um, but there is something to be said for having a player who, in Oklahoma City who likes this city, who likes this city, this community, and this organization. There is something to be said for that. Th- that, that is a rare quality to have. And hopefully it becomes less rare that people enjoy our city and love our city uh, that, that aren't from here. Uh, but having a guy that's that's that quality of person is a big deal because $7 million is a drop in the bucket. Right? Making a roster spot for Mike Muscala is a drop in the bucket. Whenever this team was trying to contend at the highest levels, they had Nick Collison sitting on the end of the bench for every single game, not playing a single minute. And I love Nick Collison. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But... Don't don't fret over a roster spot for Mike Muscala, right? Like he's actually going to play. He's actually going to be important. He's actually going to space the floor and help Shea out a ton whenever he's trying to create and drive and kick. He's going to be probably a starting center, maybe. Like he's going to play a lot. And even if he even if he doesn't at the end of the year, it's still worth having him on the roster for his mentorship, his leadership, and the way that he can help these young players play. So don't don't freak out over the roster. I know there's a, a roster crunch right now about roster spots, but. This is one that's worth giving up for Mike Muscala. Uh, as to the question of if he's going to start this year, it's too early right now to think about a starting lineup per se. Um, <laughs> we don't know who's going to be there on the roster or who's going to get hurt in training camp or whatever the case is. Um, so right now, though, if your choices are Muscala or Favors and you don't want to go with a kind of a, a wackier lineup where you're playing kind of Baisley as a small ball five and playing Poku at the four and playing Giddy at the three and Dort at the two and Shea at the one, if you don't want to kind of get wacky yet in, in game one, Probably it will probably be Shea, Dor. I don't know if they give Giddy the nod right off the bat. Just kind of a respect to the to the older younger guys because they're all young. But the you, the more established younger guys, uh, I would go Giddy at the three because why not just have them start right away. I'd go Shea, Dort, Giddy, either Poker or Basley at the four, and then Muscala at the five uh, because right now your options are him or, or him or Favors. So uh, yeah, probably as a starting center. 
Again, we're going to play a lot, but we'll see what happens in the flow of each game and the flow of this season. Now, Ramona Shelbourne came out with a really fascinating article right before free agency hit. It's kind of like a a, a thing to do while you're waiting for these tweets to come out of like who's signing where. Uh, she had an article uh, talking about the details of Russ going to the Lakers and how that's a homecoming for Russ Westbrook and that's something that he wanted to do. And in that story, again on ESPN+, Plus, Russell Westbrook, it was revealed, went to Kauai after the Portland series and asked Kauai to team up in L.A. with the Clippers. And Kawhi took that information, went behind Russ's back, and called Paul George and told Paul George to demand out and go to the Clippers because Kawhi would rather play with Paul George than Russell Westbrook. That was an all-time killer Kawhi moment, an all-time moment of, like, just being a robot and not having any feelings towards anybody and just kind of doing what's best in, in terms of your business. Uh, but it was also a moment that saved the franchise because this is all, of course, speculation, but yes, the Clippers got desperate and that's why they give up a ton of assets for, to the Thunder, uh, but they also wouldn't justify all those first-round picks and Shea and Gallinari who turned into a trade exception, right, and turned into a nice little player for one year, for Russ. I love Russ. He was still a really good player at the time. He still is a good player right now. I love Russ, but I find it hard to believe that you get the exact same haul, a historic haul, historic draft capital, then a guy that turns into a superstar max player in Shea, and you know the, the Gallinari TP, which turns, into, which turns into Derek Favors, which will turn into whatever else Derek Favors turns into. Like, you don't get all that stuff. For Russ, I don't think, if Kawhi picks Russ. And that's what set your franchise up. That's what set your franchise apart and up for the next generation. That's what allowed us to have the conversation we had 10 minutes ago about SGA and this franchise and the younger generation. That's what set all that in motion was the fact that Kawhi picked Paul George. So that saved our franchise. We already knew that about Kawhi wanting Paul George and, and demanding Paul George and, and forcing the Clippers' hands because the Clippers would be a better team with Ed Shea and not Paul George right now. Nonetheless, we all knew that. But the fact that it happened because he didn't want Russ, if he just simply wanted Russ, I don't think that the, that the Thunder get all that stuff for Russ. I, I don't. For, for a multitude of reasons. Number one, I think that the Thunder are more willing to facilitate things for Russ at the start as they were for Houston. And number two, I don't think that Russ is worth what third in the MVP voting Paul George was worth at the time. And then the question came on Twitter, does this change the narrative for Russ for you? Like, does this change? I got asked that about five times. No, for, for me, it doesn't. And I can understand where some people might view this differently. As Russ has portrayed himself as a guy who's incredibly loyal and instead true to the franchise. Uh, and and as, uh, as recently as two days ago, before the story came out, we thought the situation was, you know, Paul George asked out, and then Russ said, you know what, I went out too. There's nothing left here for me. We've done this before. We've done this for too long. We gave it one last try. Let's go. Let's head out. And now the story kind of looks as though it's Russell Westbrook wanting out first. Um, to me, the order does not matter. It doesn't change how I feel about Russ. I still think that Russ is incredibly loyal and incredibly awesome for this franchise. Uh, to me, everyone knew that team needed to break up. It was scary when it happened because you're losing Russ, you know, kind of this pillar of your franchise, and kind of the, the lone uh, staple of your franchise that you've had for the entire history that's been Oklahoma City. It was scary, but we all knew it had to happen. That team was going nowhere. 
Um, it, it, it was kind of just a pointless exercise to continue to run it back and continue to lose in the first round. So if we all knew that it needed to break up, who cares who initiates the breakup? To me, it doesn't change a thing. I still think that Russ is awesome. I still think he's very loyal. I still think that he did what's best for the franchise in making it a private ask-out and not a public ask-out. Uh, and also, I still think that Sergio should be retired in the rafters and he should have a statue and he should have everything in the world that you can possibly give to Russell Westbrook, a, a stake in the ownership group if he wants it, whatever he wants, he should have it. So I, I don't. it doesn't change anything for me in terms of um, his legacy because he's the one that asked out and not Paul George first. I do think it's pretty funny, though, that Kawhi did this. I think that it's just kind of like Kawhi got the call. It's like, oh, you know what? If you want out, that probably means that Paul George wants out. Let me go ask Paul George instead. I'm like, I wish that Kawhi was playing this year so you could get that kind of storyline of Russ in L.A. now finally going to go up against Kawhi, who'd turn him down, and going to play Paul George and Kawhi in L.A. That would have been a pretty fun storyline to have. But, of course, Kawhi will be hurt this year. Nonetheless, though, I'm still looking forward to Russell Westbrook in L.A. I, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how, if it's going to work out or uh, if they're going to – kind of succeed, but they're doing good things right now in free agency, getting some floor spacers, getting some shooters around Russ and AD and uh, LeBron, trying to alleviate the, the, the you know kind of one concern of the spacing as best they can right now. So I cannot wait to watch that team play. Uh, and again, it'll be fun to follow them along and hopefully Russell Westbrook can get a championship ring that he deserves as a great player in this league. Now, I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing. You can track the action at BetOnline, get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline or your laptop and mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today, receiving a 50% welcome bonus whenever you use our code locked on. A 50% welcome bonus whenever you use our code locked on. But online, your online sportbook experts, you can bet on player movement props. You can bet on where Kawhi will sign, of course, likely back to the Clippers. You can bet on where John Collins will sign, of course, likely back to Atlanta. You can bet on all these things at betonline.ag, and I'm sure you can bet on the Summer League whenever it gets started. And actually, we have Summer League going on today, like in the, I believe it's the Salt Lake City circuit that's happening right now. The Thunder, of course, will play on Sunday. So that'll be a lot of fun to check that out as well as we get our first glimpse of Josh Giddy and company. But go to betonline.ag, use our code LOCKDOWN, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's recap day one of the NBA free agency period. We had an interesting development with the Kimba Walker sweepstakes. Now, entering free agency, it felt inevitable that Kimba would be traded. We had about five reports from five different people all saying the same thing of like, 
the Thunder are shopping Kemba. They think that they can they think that they can move him. They think that they can get off of him without using any assets. They think that they, they think that they'll have suitors for Kemba Walker. And so you had all these reputable people talking about trading Kemba. It felt inevitable that they were going to trade Kemba. Um, and, and of course, it's not done yet. Like there's still there's still options, kinda, but it's harder to find those options now than it was 24 hours ago. Lonzo goes to Chicago. Probably takes Chicago off the market, of course, for Kemba Walker. Garrett Temple and Devontae Graham go to New Orleans. So they kind of fill in that hole of New Orleans. I think that New Orleans should get a better upgrade than that, than at that point guard position. So maybe New Orleans can still be in the game a little bit, depending on how the cap situation is for New Orleans. But like Garrett Temple and Devontae Graham, that's kind of what you're going to surround Zion with. That's your that's your big play, David Griffin. The Knicks spent all their money. I mean, they brought Derrick Rose back. They signed Evan Fournier to a massive uh, extension, or next year, say massive, massive deal and extension. Uh, but they spent all their money. Miami gets Kyle Lowry, of course. Drogic goes to Toronto and is available either via a trade or a buyout, and that's kind of a more, um, kind of an easier trade to make because he's on an expiring contract for teams like Dallas and other teams around the NBA. Or, of course, if it's bought out, an easier addition than Kemba. It, it is trying to, you're, you know, trying to find that team that Kemba fits on. You know, the Thunder are not going to ask for a ton. The return's not going to be the problem here. The Thunder are going to ask for nothing just to take him away and not have him play minutes for the Thunder this season. But, Where's the team that wants him and has cap space? Uh, it's going to be very difficult, I think, to find a partner right now. But I still, I still believe in the reports of, of, of him being movable this offseason. And it's in the Thunder's best interest to move him this offseason. So we'll see if that gets done. Alex Crusoe went to the Bulls to join Lonzo again. And then we got a few Thunder targets off the board. Of course, Jared Allen goes back to the Cavs on a $100 million contract. Ooh, that's a lot of money for Jared Allen. And then we had Zach Collins, who was linked to the Thunder, Signed with the Spurs for three uh, years, $22 million. That's a ton of money. I'm glad that he did not go to the Thunder on that price. Uh, Spencer, Nidwin- Spencer Dinwiddie, who is for some reason tied to the Thunder a ton. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, he is in limbo right now, but apparently signing with the Wizards, if they can work out a sign trade with the Nets, of course, a sign trade with Brooklyn. Uh, but yeah, that seems like he's going to go to the Wizards in some capacity. And then a guy that I like, Gary Jr., goes back to Toronto on a three-year, $54 million deal. Still out there right now, of course, is John Collins, who has not signed an offer sheet yet um, for anybody. We'll see if that comes down today. So that's the free agency recap for day one. We'll talk about day two tomorrow. And also tomorrow, we're going to do winners and losers of the NBA draft and get that out there for you as well. Until then, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.